Almighty. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good all the time, all day long. Amen. And you know, we, we, we have this, and we say, you know, we, uh, you know, we have a lot to thank the Lord for. And we truly do. We truly do. We never know, you know, we can go through in life and things are going fine. And, but then there's things that's not fine and you don't know it until something critical happens. And then God is good. Amen. Amen. So today, amen, we are so thankful to be here and to be among y'all again. Amen. We love you. It's a privilege. Your pastor is a fine man, your first lady. Amen. We love the Lord today. So glad to be here. Amen. Thank you, pastor, for allowing us and having us. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Amen. Amen. Brother Kirkpatrick and his wife. Amen. Just brother here. Amen. He's, he's keeping an eye on me, he said. He said, just remember... The man with the stick, he said, I got an eye on you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I think about him so often. Amen. And uh, yeah, his, his prayer life, his walk with God. And he doesn't let his circumstance dictate how he serves the Lord. He could be bitter. You know, he could be hating those that did what they did to him that caused him to lose his sight. But he carries his Bible and he says, one day I'm going to read this. Amen. Amen. He walks in faith no matter what his circumstance is. Amen. If we let circumstances dictate how we walk with God, you'll never fully walk in the potential of the Lord. Let his word dictate your situation. It already has. It has it, it it dictates everything. I mean, the word of God covers any and everything. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, since the last time we were here, I um, I'm, I'm sure all of you know by now that I had a heart attack on a boat in South Carolina. Didn't know I had a heart condition, never heard of it. The, the thing is, is that there's very little known of it. They're still learning about it. People have had sudden heart failure and died, and they didn't know. There was no symptoms, nothing, because it's something that gets into the heart that's unnoticeable until you start having arrhythmias, and, you know, it doesn't show up like you would have a clogged artery or a a leaking valve or something like that. And a lot of times the devil will slip things into your life and there's no, there's nothing there to let you know what's going on until it hits you. Amen. So, you know, just the normal palpitations and a little bit of racing of the heart and, and you know, some shortness of breath, which, you know, I attribute to I'm out of shape. We were on a boat. We were going out with Pastor Jonathan Feld and his wife Tracy and my wife. The four of us going out to fish, deep sea fish. And uh, 
you know, we'd been out on Saturday, we took the kids out with us, but just the four of us was going out, and I got off the boat, walked down the dock about 75 yards, jogged up a couple flights of stairs to the restroom. When I got to the top of the steps, I go, whoa, man, I am so out of shape because it hit me so hard, and it has before. I just, you know, it was just out of shape, you know, and then, you know, you do this thing if you're bending over and you straighten up and everything goes black, you know, when you do that too quickly, and that happened, and I sat down, it all cleared up. I went on the restroom, jogged back down the stairs, got on the boat, feeling myself, and it started happening again. And it got worse and worse. And finally, I told Pastor, I said, Pastor, I'm, I think I'm going to pass out, man. He's like, you need to sit down before you fall off the boat. Got on the back of the boat and sit down, and I was just so lethargic. I'm thinking, and my mind was clear, but I couldn't function. I couldn't, you know, but I'm thinking, what in the world? You know, the Dramamine that I took just in case I got seasick, which I usually don't, shouldn't interfere with my regular medication, which is not that much. It's, you know, just very light. I, I didn't take hardly anything. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there and, you know, and, and all of a sudden I, I look down and I think, why is my left arm hurting? And then that's the last thing I remember until I came to with my wife and Sister Tracy. Pastor Jonathan was managing the boat and they had gotten me to come to, but they said I was just sitting there just out, just throwing up. And uh, long story short, I spent two and a half days in the hospital, run all kinds of tests. In the ER, when they got me in the ER, the ER doctors had me do these follow your finger stuff, and he's like, pat the back of your hand against the palm of your hand. I'm sitting there looking at my hand thinking, what? I can't even do that? So he thinks I've had a stroke. So they do all these brain x-rays and all this stuff, you know, so no stroke. They do the Nuclear stress tests, all that. Nothing significant. So I tell them when we get home, I'll go to the cardiologist there. We'll do the catheterization. And, uh, you know, we'll be home where we don't have to worry about hotels and stressed about any of that. And so another two and a half days in the hospital there. And by the way, they let me out on Wednesday that evening. The pastor takes us, y'all want to come to church? I told my wife, I was like, you know, I don't want to sit in a hotel. Let's go to church. I preached and she preached. And one young man, I walked around, I was going to the bathroom, this young man ran into me, he goes, whoa. I'm like, yeah, I'm still alive, you know. <laughs> and so the Lord just, you know, but you know, it's called sarcoidosis of the heart. I didn't put it there. There's things that others in situations do to us that we didn't cause it. You know, and the enemy wants to take our minds and keep us wrapped up in those situations, you know, instead of being delivered. We're sitting in the hotel. My daughter got married last weekend and my wife and I, I gave her away. We were sitting in the hotel and I was sitting there and we were talking about something and all of a sudden I, could you put my graphic up, please? I'm sitting there and I saw the I saw the ICD, the implanted cardioventer defibrillator, and I thought it's keeping me alive. You know, my my heart was getting out of rhythm. I had three like three different arrhythmias going on at one time. And the bottom 
top of the heart and the bottom, the top and bottom. Neither one was getting blood. And right where you see that blue artery, right below at that opening there is where the blood, right there is where the, the, the electrical part on each side of the heart is cut into because of the lesions that this um, sarcoidosis causes. And it cut the electrical part of my heart there. It uh, called a, a left branch bundle blockage, which I knew I had five years ago, but didn't know that this was in my heart causing that problem, as Dr. Kip told me. And he said the blood, the top and the bottom, is, should be pumping together. One's doing this and one's doing that, and both of them are fighting for blood, and the blood will stop right there and just circulate, just go around and around. Neither, neither top nor bottom's getting it. He said, and that's when you get dizzy. That's when you faint, you pass out, and then you die. And that's what happened on that boat. But this thing will keep my heart in rhythm. But the other thing is, is that even though it's, keeping my, it's helping keep my heart in rhythm, but if it gets too powerfully for that, then that little defibrillator will give me a mule punch. And doctors said, everybody that's ever had that happen, he said, it's like getting kicked by a mule. One of the gentlemen that goes to church with us, he was working out recently. Some 20 years ago, I think it was, they were playing football, and he just passed out. They worked with him 20 minutes and couldn't get him back. Ambulance was, EMT was working with him. Finally, they just they called it. We can't bring him back, and he just sat up and said, oh, what happened? <laughs> you know? And so um, they put one in him. Recently, he was exercising, working out, and he was through. I guess he had taken a shower or whatever. Anyway, he was putting his shoes on, his tiny shoes, and his went off and hit him. They said it knocked him completely backwards. But the doctor, one of the doctors told me, he said, you can look at it this way. You have a little angel riding with you now. I said, Doc, I already have an angel with me, but I'll take this one also. Amen. I literally do. I, I, I don't say that bragging, but we all have an angel. And there's times when, I kid you not, I know when he's standing beside me, I can feel him. And then he begins to talk to me. Amen. Amen. Brother Stone King always talks about that, that everyone has an angel. Sometimes you can see a person. I've seen people and I thought, whoa, what are they doing here? It wasn't them. It was their angel. You know, you talk to them later. Wow, I wasn't even there. But I saw you. No, it wasn't me. You know. But this, amen, I'm thankful. Amen. That all this time, amen. I, I, like I said, I knew I had some problems, but not, I didn't know really this infection um, caused a heart disease. It got in the muscle of my heart. Amen. And when your muscles get weak, you don't have strength. Amen. I would feel my legs. I thought I was having arthritis. My legs would be weak and my feet, my feet had this bluish purple color to them all the time for as long as I can remember. And since they put this in, that's gone. There's strength in my legs. The devil wants us to be weak. Amen. He doesn't want us to have the strength to walk in the Lord, to walk in the Spirit, to walk in the Word of God. Amen. He doesn't want us to have the strength to fight. Amen. Against him and his tactics. Amen. Sarcoidosis can cause anxiety. It can be from, you know, 
keeping your heart a rhythm and, and the word of God in our heart should keep our heart in rhythm, moving the anxiety and the fears. Amen. It can be from brokenness, past traumas, something someone else has done. There's sometimes, though, that I know that God allows hurt in our lives, and it's not that the person that hurt you did it intentionally or vindictively, but there's times of separation, and separation hurts. Amen. I was just recently reading one of Sister Kim Haney's books, and she mentioned a pastor that preached for them. He had a family in his church that hurt him. This family did not hurt them on purpose, but he realized later, and he kept loving these people. He said, I didn't really have the ability to love people like I really needed to. And he said, God used this family and hurt to cause me to love them. He said, when we finally came together as pastor and family, he said, there's an unbreakable bond. He said, the hurt wasn't intentional. Sometimes we don't seek God about things that we don't understand. You know, Lord, why is this happening? I've recently had hurt, but it was a separation issue. I needed to be separated. God, in times, is taking us places where he wants us to be. I have been involved in outreach. I have uh, been involved in, in a previous home church of 35 years with um, preaching points, going to the Salvation Armies, nursing homes, assisted living, anywhere the door would open that we could go and reach souls. But some little over three years ago, one of our evangelists that preached for us often stopped by me one night and he said, Brother, the Lord told me to tell you he's fixing to take your ministry in a totally different direction. So these things had to happen for this process to happen. Amen. And a lot of times the things we go through is not pleasant. We don't understand it. But if we will wait on the Lord, if we will trust him and believe his word and trust his word, it'll bring it to pass. Amen. And since the Lord has taken my ministry in a different direction, of course, being married to my precious wife, you know, the people that have received the Holy Ghost and all you folks and all the people we've met and we, we get to minister with and be around, it's amazing. Amen. But the scripture tells us, my main verse is, is in James, the first chapter, verse 21. He said, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness of the flesh and superfluity of all naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. The word engrafted means to implant. It simply means to put something inside. This was implanted to keep my heart in rhythm and to keep me from passing out and dying. The word of God is able to save our souls. Amen. To keep us alive. There's an old song that says it's keeping me alive. Amen. Amen. The word of God, amen, is to keep us alive. 
It is able to save our souls. Amen. We find that in Ezekiel. Amen. In Ezekiel um, 37, the Lord talked to Ezekiel and he, he said, the Spirit of the Lord set me down into the midst of a big valley full of dry bones. Amen. And he said, Son of man, do you see this? And he said, Thus saith the Lord unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Amen. The word of God, amen, will give us life. It will breathe. It does breathe life. And the way that it, it keeps us alive is what Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit or you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. That is a must for every living human being that ever wants to go to heaven. You must, you must, you must be born again of water and of spirit or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And Jesus did this Bible study with Nicodemus and he explained the Spirit's like the wind. You can't see where it comes from and you can't see where it goes to. And we know that. He didn't use something that got over Nicodemus' head. He used something simple that we all understand. And he said you can see where it lists us. In other words, you can see the trees moving. You can feel it blowing in your hair and, and so on. And he, said, and, you, and he said, and you shall hear the sound thereof. And then Jesus said, and so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. There will be movement and there will be sound. And so we're talking about, Jesus is talking about a new birth. Amen. The birth that's going to make us part of the kingdom of God and get us into heaven. And so when we think about a new birth, we think about a baby being born. What's the first thing you listen for? The sound. That movement. When it comes out and it starts crying and squalling and screaming, there's movement and there's sound. And so the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, there came a, a mighty rushing wind from heaven. That thing that Jesus told Nicodemus about, it came from heaven. It filled them. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them life. There was a cry. There was a sound. It was a language. And throughout Scripture... Anyone that's ever been filled with the Spirit, and there's like three or four different chapters in the book of Acts that shows that everyone that received the Holy Ghost spoke with other tongues. And they were, every, in every instance, they were commanded to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Google baptism. I did. And it tells you that there was no one ever baptized in any other way the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, or Jesus. Until the year 325 AD, when the Roman Catholic Church began to persecute the church heavily and change the baptism to the words Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They were not apostles. They were not called of God to preach the gospel. They started their own doctrine. By the way, if you want to know who Jesus is, he's Pentecostal. It was on the day of Pentecost that his church started, not the Catholic church, not the message, not any other denomination. So if you want to know who Jesus is, he's Pentecostal. Amen. That is what Jesus 
This is what God was telling Ezekiel about in the 37th chapter. He said, I will lay sin you upon you and you will and will bring upon you flesh and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. And he tells him about this. Can you imagine being set down in a big valley like that full of dry bones and all of a sudden God says, prophesy. He didn't leave it up to Ezekiel what to say. He said, I'll tell you what to say to them. And Ezekiel began to repeat what God told him. He watched all these bones come together. He saw the sinew. He saw the flesh. He sat there and watched dead people. Flesh come up on them. And they're laying there still dead. I don't know about y'all, but I think if I could have ran, I would have ran. And then he said, prophesy to the wind. Tell the wind. Tell the spirit to fill these people. Speak life to these, this multitude. We need to speak life to the situation in our life. We need to say, I shall live and not die. Amen. God wants us to be alive. He, he's not a dead church. Amen. <laughs> then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost and we are cut off. There was no hope until Jesus died on the cross, gave his life on the cross of Calvary that we could have everlasting life. Paul said in Romans, hope that is seen is not hope. So, you know, we hope for those things if you see it, you don't have to hope for it. But if you can't see it, Jesus said, more blessed are they that believe that have not seen me than those that have seen me because the apostles walked with him. They saw him. We have never laid eyes on him, yet we believe his word. Amen. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of the graves. And I will put my spirit in you and you shall, and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own, own land. Then shall you know that I am the Lord and that I have spoken it and I have performed it, saith the Lord. And when he talked about a great army, the scripture says that when Jesus returns, there was a great army with him riding upon white horses. There was a name written on his thigh that says, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And it says his name, the name of Jesus Christ is called the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Amen. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And then that word died on the cross of Calvary so that we could receive him. And the Greek word for receive literally means take him unto yourself. Paul said, how have you received him? 
Have you taken him unto yourself? Amen. But James told us, receive the implanted word of God with meekness, which is able to save our souls. Amen. With meekness, receive the engrafted or the implanted word of God that will keep you alive. Gives you eternal life. Gives you hope. Gives you strength. Amen. Amen. Gives you peace and joy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If there's anyone in here this morning, amen, you have not repented of your sins, you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and by the way, that's how the blood is applied to our lives, amen, the scripture says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sins, and that is in the book of Hebrews, so the apostle Peter and all the other apostles said, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I encourage you to come forth and let us pray with you. Amen. God will fill you. It's the greatest thing ever was. You're not here this morning by accident. Someone invited you, but there's something in your heart. There's something that's crying out saying, I need a change in my life. And if you want that change in your life, just do what the Apostle James, and by the way, he was Jesus' brother. That's why when you read this book, he starts out, he talks like Jesus. He was his brother. At one time, he didn't believe in Jesus. They said, Jesus, you know they're going to kill you. He says, I know. He said, my time is not yet. Y'all just going up to Jerusalem. I'll be on, on up in a couple of days. And in parentheses, it says even his brothers didn't believe in him at that point. But James says, receive this word with meekness. It is able to save your souls. If you want the Holy Ghost this morning, please come. We will pray with you. Jesus will fill you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. God, you're our hope this morning. There's no one. <laughs> My flesh cries out for the living God. Amen. My hope, my strength, my joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've heard a beautiful testimony of what God has done in Brother Vernon's life. Amen. And how beautiful it is to know that we can be ready to meet Jesus at any time. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could all stand. I believe that you're here on purpose, and I believe that God has a purpose for you. And however you may have come, by invite of someone, by 
searching the website, by knowing somebody, whatever that process was, you're here today on purpose for God's purpose. Amen. We could go around the room and there are as many people who could testify to healing, deliverance, addictions that, that held them bound and they're now free. Amen. In fact, there's a whole lot of has-beens in this church. There's a whole lot of used-to-be's in this church. Amen. And, and, and don't be fooled by the pretty dresses and, and, and suits and all that and think that they're, oh, well, they're just perfect. Oh, no. There's some scars. Amen. There, there's a past, but amen, it's covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And no matter what you have, if there's an addiction, if there's a fear, if there's a, a physical, uh, emotional element, God can heal that. God can deliver that. Amen. I want us to pray again right now. I want you, wherever you are, to lift your hands. Amen. Join all of us online as well. Come on. And let's just ask the Lord right now to minister deliverance, minister healing, minister God right now. Hallelujah. The man of God spoke about Ezekiel. God, we pray and prophesy to the wind right now. Let it blow in the name of Jesus. Let it fill hearts and lives right now all over this sanctuary, all over those watching and listening online. Hallelujah. 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 We decree and declare your healing virtue. I come against every physical ailment and every emotional situation and speak the healing of the name of Jesus Christ right now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, there's something beginning to happen here right now. Come on, there's something beginning to manifest right now. Oh, hallelujah. That's it. Let's press in. Let's press in right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. You're starting to feel something in the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. That's not some sort of thing we've got rigged up to your chair or where you're standing. The Holy Ghost is moving. The presence of God is moving. Angels are moving in amongst this congregation right now. Hallelujah. Come on, elders, be sensitive. You want to go pray for someone? Uh, pastoral team, be sensitive. Let's move in the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, we got about nine minutes before second half is done. God's moving in this place right now. The word has gone forth, and God will confirm his word with signs following. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to reinvite, as Brother uh, uh, Vernon did, if you want something from God, I want you to come down. Uh, Amen. If you want God to touch you, step out of your pew, step out of your chair. Amen. And let God move right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. God's touching and healing and ministering right now. Come on, just keep that spirit of worship. Just keep that spirit of prayer. Amen. If you've got what you need, that's great. Just bring that spirit through the worship and just call on God and worship Him and love Him and declare His name right now. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for miraculous power and authority right now. Hallelujah. You're reviving. You're renewing. You're healing right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I believe God wants to touch some physical uh, situations right now. If you're in pain, I want you just to lift your hand right now. Come on, if you're in pain, lift your hand. Come on, there's a couple of you right now. There's three or four of you right now. Amen. We're going to pray on the authority of the word of the Lord right now. In Jesus' name, God, whatever this pain is, I speak to it your word. By your stripes, we are healed. In the name of Jesus, let healing virtue flow from the top of the head to the sole of the foot. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we declare it, decree it, believe it, expect it and receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Ooh, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I feel the power of God in this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, some of you online right now, God's touching you. Hallelujah, God's ministering to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for mercy. Thank you, Lord, for truth. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing right now. Praise your name. Praise your name. Praise your name. Oh, come on. Let's clap our hands and love him a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't mean to ask this to embarrass anybody, but is there anyone that, that you just want to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's some things I'm facing and there's some emotional or, or, or things that are more inward. You know, physical sometimes are outward. You can see the broken arm. You can see, you know, uh, the person limping. But sometimes inside there's a heart issue. Does anybody have something you want God to touch right now? Lift your hand. Amen. You want God to minister inwardly. Come on, two or three, four hands right there. Amen. In the name of Jesus, do you believe God can do it right now? Come on, we pray in the authority of the Word of God. Lord, the gifts of healings, Lord, is plural, and we speak the emotional healing right now. We speak your emotional touch right now on these lives, these that have lifted their hands. Touch them with your mercy, your grace. God, you will not snuff out that wick. You will not break that bruised reed, but you're the brokenhearted mender. And we speak your word and your healing in Jesus' name right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We lift up your name. We lift up your name. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's just thank God for all he's doing. God, we give you thanks for who you are and all that you're doing right now. Hallelujah. You are that which is keeping us alive, and we praise you for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you feel the presence of God? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I'm thankful for that Holy Ghost and fire. It's keeping me alive. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Brother Vern, thank you for sharing your testimony. Thank you for sharing what God put on your heart today. Amen. I am so glad that his word can be implanted. Amen. How many of you ever had a moment where all of a sudden you just, something's happy in your life and God gives you a scripture? It's because that word's implanted and it, it comes to you. God is speaking it to you. Amen. He's, he's reviving or renewing or ministering in that moment. Amen. That's why it's important to put the word there. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. And, of course, that's one element of it. Another reason we just hide the word because we want it to be there. We want to, to have it there. I want it to be effective in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One more time. Can we lift up our hands and our voices and thank God for who he is? Thank God for all he's doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we love you. We praise and worship you and adore you, God. We give you glory and honor and magnify your holy name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we're going to have a... a a little bit longer than a 10 minute break. It's only 11.08, uh, about to be 11.09. But anyway, um, 11.20, be back here. You don't want to miss our second half. We're going to have a great time of worship. And Sister Vicki Vernon is going to be speaking. We're looking forward to what God's going to say. Amen. And, and minister through her. Amen. How many, how many of you come today to worship the Lord? Amen. Well, we're going to come back and have some songs and, and some worship. So God bless you. The restrooms are down the hall if you need that. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you back here at 1120.